Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the New Earth Mavens podcast. I'm your host, Fanny. Today, I want to talk about the New Earth. So far in my podcast, that's called New Earth Mavens. I spent a fair amount of time talking about ideas, perspectives, and insights that might be helpful to navigate our current world and also to prepare your mind to be open to the ideas that there is so much more going on than we understand that we are, in fact, headed for the greatest leap in evolution. So far for this podcast called New Earth Mavens, I've talked a lot about perspectives and insights that are helpful for navigating this current season of chaos and to help open and prepare your mind to the idea that we are about to experience the greatest leap in evolutionary history. We're going to become aware of who we are in respect to ourselves, to everyone else, what's going on on this planet that we haven't been able to see so far, and really what it all means. It's so huge. We're going to love it. It's going to be big, and it's not going to be anything like what we've experienced so far. A few years back, we've heard of Eckhart Tolle with his new book, A New Earth, which is a fantastic book that I highly recommend for anyone to read. But no one's really talked all that much about it since then. It was a really interesting idea, but nobody has noticed anything, particularly since it's not the new earth that looks like is unfolding, but what's known as the Great Reset, which doesn't have any of the promise or sparkle or potential that the new earth has. In fact, it's quite opposite. Its agenda is about depopulation, enslavement, loss of freedom and God-given rights. People who were never elected, but who have all the wealth, which equals power, are the ones who are calling these shots. And it's important that they're doing it right now. When Donald Trump was president, he really wrecked their timeline. Because we're about to change timelines and there's nothing anybody can do about it. We are leaving a dark age and moving into a golden age. And if they haven't enslaved us by that time, It's not going to happen. You might have also heard that we're in the middle of the sixth mass extinction event in human history. So this should tell you a couple of things. It's happened before. 
and everything is cyclical and it's cyclical. We're going to dig into that a little bit more in just a minute. What we are noticing is that all the systems and institutions that have held up civilization for many, many decades now, if not centuries, is crumbling. All of them are crumbling. Financial, educational, medical, all of them. There's many more. See if that resonates. We'll talk more about that in just a moment too. What we've learned is that where we put our attention will materialize as easily as what we've learned is that when we put our focus and attention on something wonderful happening, it can materialize as easily as when we put our focus on fear. And as an example, I would like to offer that my two biggest fears were being in a fire and something happening to my son. These have both happened to me. I'm now very aware of where I put my attention. And observing other people as I do, I see it happen around me as well. But many of us are also noticing that there is innovation and great ideas that are springing up amidst all the crumbling going on. Newer, more beneficial ideas that are going to aid humanity and help with the expansion of our consciousness. All good stuff. You can almost see the phoenix shaking the ashes off its wings and blinking its eyes a few times because they're dry from the fire, but getting ready to take off. The phoenix is about to rise. So today, I want to talk about what it might look like when the new earth arrives. Will it be all at once? Will we hardly even notice? Will it be grand? Will there be clouds parting? Will there be a party? What will it look like? I know you probably have a couple solid ideas of what it could look like, but as I thought about it, I realized there was quite a few more. So I want to talk about these today and the viability of them. In other words, how easily these could come to be. Some you'll think no possible way this could happen. And some are going to resonate. Probably particularly one. A lot will seem impossible right now, but you're going to notice something's going to stand out as time goes on. The timelines keep jumping. So it's really hard for anyone to predict what the outcome is going to be. 
I'd like to throw some ideas out there. See what you think. So let's begin with the usual suspects, which is nothing happens. It's not noticeable. And a lot of people will defend that because nothing's really happened yet. Nothing big, nothing major, some explosions and people upset here and there, but basically nothing's really going on. The next usual suspect, the rapture. A lot of people have dreamt about the rapture. Mine was the clouds roiling in the sky with light all strewn about it. And then all of a sudden these rays started spiking down onto the earth. I didn't see anybody. I heard what seemed like trumpets, but at a distance. But I knew that that's what was going on in my dream, that it was the rapture. So that's cool. Lots of people have dreams of that. Um, But I was raised a Catholic, so chances are, you know, that's going to happen. So the rapture is what the second coming of Christ. My question is, what about all the other faiths? A lot of faiths don't believe in Christ as the Savior, as the second coming, but some believe there's somebody else coming, even if it's UFOs, ETs. A lot of people believe there's something coming. The Revelations talk about it, about this time. The Hopis talked about it. The Vedas talked about it. There's lots of people who've talked about it. Another one is that our galaxy is going through a more energized part of space because our galaxy, the Milky Way, doesn't stay transfixed in space. It moves. And the planets move around the sun but I do believe our sun moves around something else. Maybe the central sun, I'm not sure, but it's on the move. And if you'll remember, our galaxy has these rays that come out from it. I believe we're on the fourth one. So everything is moving, and they're suggesting that our galaxy is traveling through a more energized part of space that's going to give us a higher vibrational resonance. And with that, all the knowledge and awareness will come through. So there's that. Eastern philosophy talks about cycles. So let's talk about the cycles a little bit. So that'll help us understand why this is coming around again. Yeah, again. In Eastern philosophy, the Vedas talk about four ages. We have the Golden Age, the Iron Age, the Bronze Age, and the Silver Age. And this cycle lasts about 12,000 years. All of these ages are called Yugas. But the age that we're in now is called Kali Yuga. And we're at the end of Kali Yuga. So, yeah, we are full on into the chaos and bedlam and evil. It's stunning even when you think about it. But we're at the end, and we're about to go into the golden age. Now, I don't know if this will happen in our lifetime, but we are certainly getting glimpses of it. Our bodies have seven-year cycles. And every seven years, so when you're seven, it's the eighth year that there is transition. When you're 14, there's transition for the next year. When you're 21, there's transition for the next year. When you're 28... 
I realize I'm in a transition year myself. There's also nine-year cycles, and they are cycles of completion. So when your age gets to be a multiple of nine, that next following year is a year of big change in completion. And it could be a variety of different things, hard times or a divorce or the end of school or the end of illness or the end of putting in giant efforts or the end of ignorance or, you know what I mean? There's, it's a big change here. So that is also a cycle too. You also might've heard of a book called The Fourth Turning. And depending on when the generations are born will determine whether the generation will thrive or contract. So it all depends on when you were born. And it affects everyone, all geographical areas. Now they're talking about this fourth turning is like the golden era as well, where we're going into a place of harmony, cooperation, alignment, happiness, and peace. And this is determined to happen around 2032. And it's going to happen no matter what, whether you're awake, whether you're evil, it's going to happen. So it's important to just stay strong and get through it. The evildoers, the ones who are in control of everything, they also know they've only got till 2032. That's why 2030 is so important. If they don't get this great reset done by then, it's not going to happen because we're going to go into a golden era. And what they want is for the last turning to be the last. No golden age, just a shithole. So it's really important to stay strong. Do your own research. Think for yourself. Turn TV off. Think for yourself. It's so important. And if you can just hold on, Resist with all your might. Because we're also coming into the age of Aquarius. The age of Aquarius is coming. We've had the age of Pisces, and now we have the age of Aquarius, where everything will be like new, innovative, flashes of ideas like lightning that benefit humanity. We will be living in peace and harmony. Again, we were talking about timelines a little bit earlier. It's possible that everybody goes off in one direction who believes in a certain way and everyone who believes in the complete opposite way will go off in a different direction. And we won't even be aware of each other. There's that. Nuclear war is a very big possibility, but there's a couple things I know. And that is when the atomic bombs were dropped... Afterwards, anyone that had a missile silo, and there's documentation of this, in Russia or wherever else, the UFOs would hang around, but they would actually shut down the missile silos. Because it is my understanding that the atomic bombs over Hiroshima and Nagasaki that ended the Second World War caused a ripple in the cosmos that was very harmful. I'm not exactly sure what the deal was, but they didn't want it to ever happen again. And a clarion call was sent out, and I'm referring to Dolores Cannon's documentation from when she was a hypnotist. And enough people talked about the same stories that she started making books about it. But after the bomb, there was a clarion call put out. We need bodies here. 
We need bodies, as many as we can. We need to shift this. And a lot of people went, oh gosh, yes. I want to be here for that. I can do this. I can do that. I can contribute this way. Everybody got to come to this party. And then we forgot who we were and we were convinced we were much less. Having said that, it's interesting to think that there are so many less people being born on the planet and that there are 7.8 billion people now is the reincarnation cycle ending. There's going to be way less people having babies for these souls waiting to come back. And that most of the people on earth at this time are just here to shift the collective consciousness. This situation that we are in, humanity, is going to be a tough one to get out of. The most powerful people have the most money, and we can't compete with that. And we'll forever be under their thumb. So how do you fix that? How do you end one age and completely begin another one? Through the eye of a needle. So if there was a blast, it would be done and we would be in a better place, higher vibrating, but through the eye of a needle. And then you just begin again in a much better time. We will be in the golden age. Same goes for the idea of a solar flash, the event, they call it. And I had a hard time wrapping my head around that idea. The sun, just like everything else, has been the same yesterday. It's going to come up tomorrow. It's going to set tomorrow. So why should we think the sun's got anything going on? Well, because of the timing of the grand solar maximum, the sun goes through cycles as well. And it goes through a grand solar maximum and grand solar minimum every 11 years. We are just at the beginning of the 25th cycle of the grand solar maximum. I think we're in year two. So it's the minimum, then the maximum for five and a half years each. We get some pretty big flares, even with the minimum. But right now, we are already getting X flares, which are the absolute most powerful. And lots of M's, which is the next most powerful. And we're just getting started. So it's possible. The idea is viable that this could happen. And so what happens when there is a big solar flare is it releases what's called a CME or coronal mass ejection. And if it's facing the earth when it's released, we've got about two to three days to get ready for it which if you're a photographer and like the Aurora Borealis or Northern Lights, it gives you a chance to pack a quick bag and get up there so you can see some really beautiful lights. Because that's what happens when the coronal mass ejections hit the magnetic field that surrounds and protects the earth. And it's weakened right now, so more is getting through. And I know in my heart, in my soul, in every cell of my being, there's way more going on with the sun than we know, way more. And with this grand solar maximum, when we get big flares, we get big earthquakes too. So it affects us. In the late 1800s, we had what was called the Clarington event, where a CME took out the grid. It wasn't much of a grid back then, but it was powerful. And you can imagine if that same level of intensity comes and hits the earth, there's a lot it could damage. And I think they've done a lot to try to protect it. 
Nevertheless, it's viable and it would be the same kind of thing. Either we would be enveloped in higher energies or it might be through the eye of a needle with the same effect as a nuclear blast. I think raising the collective vibration is something that has stuck with me pretty much my whole life. In fact, if I had to nail down what my purpose was, I'd have to say that I'm here to help the collective consciousness shift. And so I've been really paying attention to this idea. And it was all about waking up, remembering who we are, doing our inner work, purging the lower energies, allowing new ideas to come to us, particularly about our evolution. I know a lot of people have been working really hard on trying to wake other people up. But I think we've realized that that happens in our own time. Remember the idea about the 100th monkey where they gave sweet potatoes to an island of monkeys and the sweet potatoes were in the sand, but they didn't like the sand on them. Eventually, one of the monkeys went to the water and rinsed it off. Then family members did it. And then others did it. And once there was approximately 100 monkeys that have done that, it was like the monkeys on the other neighboring islands that didn't have any way to contact each other started doing it as well. So it's just going to happen. We realize we can't wake people up. We tried to. We did out of the goodness of our heart and the desperation of not wanting all of this awfulness to happen. But it is just going to unfold as it's going to unfold. And I think everybody's going to come along because it's just part of the natural evolution. And here's the thing. Everyone, good or bad, is playing their part to make this happen. If it was just always good, do you think we would strive for something better? We had to be introduced bad things we didn't want so we could strive for something better. It's just like how nothing bad has happened for so long and now nobody is able to stand up and defend anything because it's just been too easy for too long. So yeah, even though we think these bad people should rot in hell, I'm not so sure there is one. What do they call it? Mass formation psychosis that's going on. It's just everyone collectively purging the lower energies that have been stuck within them their whole lives. Trauma lives in the body if you don't process it. And it turns into all kinds of things. And it almost feels like a collective purging. At least from where I'm sitting. Because I can't really explain it otherwise. It's really nutty. We're going to be drawn toward new and better ideas and innovations. And that is also happening now. People are going to med beds and they're going to centers that treat with plant medicines that help trauma and all kinds of things. But hey, whatever ends up happening, you're going to have proof that there is a God or prime creator or source or whatever you love to call him or her or whatever. If anybody needs a pronoun, it's God. You ask me. But whatever ends up happening, you're going to have proof that you're loved beyond measure. You're valued enormously. And you're meant to be here. You're important for this unfolding. Despite everything that's going on right now, everything is as it should be.
Well, that's all I have for you today, my friends. If you've liked this episode or found it interesting, at least, please don't hesitate to subscribe. You can catch other episodes on my Instagram account and on my website at newearthmavens.com. And until next time, we have so much to look forward to. You've got this. Bye for now.